0: I'm older. I'm wiser. This, essentially, a Google. Ask me anything. Turn off your Google. You're scaring me. I think my Google scared Jack last night. Oh
1: my god. But in a good way. I'm like c- when you intentionally go through a haunted house. Ew!
2: I was a little skeptical. Skeptical. You know, talking about sexuality okay this could easily devolve into some pretty serious uh, me too type bullshit oh, i was gonna go the
0: other way and it said it devolves into like hot or not type stuff but
2: mm. well rebel wilson mm. <laughs> you ready to get into it yep i'm ready go ahead lead the way since you're uh, want to talk about me too so, yeah of course uh
0: i uh, can't stop talking about it so Hello, once again. Uh, this is Marcus played, and I'm Michael Dinston of Sober Cinema, and uh, joining me is uh, Hiro of the True Romance Film Podcast, who really originated subject matter of this particular film way back when. Um, and this is not my chosen podcast because I've already, I've already pimped out your show once on one of these episodes. Um, Feel free to keep on doing it. Okay. Uh, I will at least mention it, just letting the listeners know it will not be a selected uh, podcast. We're not going to play that dirty pool again. But I will promote you. Uh, I remember way back when, when Melissa McCarthy came out with the Boss uh, movie, which uh, I didn't really care for uh, too much. And I don't remember if you actually liked the movie, but you spent most of your time on that episode ranting about how strangely attracted you were to Melissa McCarthy as that particular character of, uh, I don't remember the character's name, but she's uh, basically some version, some combination of like a really brash, like sort of Martha Stewart type. This, this, this. Yep. So this, this woman with her own like business empire. And um, uh, it's strange because uh, you have not really taken to her, uh, before and some of her other right. far more, I guess, successful, like from box office point of view, uh, characters or comedies. But, uh, you know, what was it, uh, just since, uh, since we're not going to play the clip here, what was it about that particular performance in The Boss that, uh, you came around to, uh, the Melissa McCarthy, um, persona, I guess?
2: I think that by that point, McCarthy had really started to wear on me because she was doing a lot of the same joke over and over and over. She was, she was pretty much doing the, uh, heavy lady falls down joke over and over and over, right? I mean, it's, for me, it's a classic. she had kind of teetered into, yeah, that's a classic joke, of course. You, know, you gotta hit that note, you know, over and over. But I, there was something about her character, and it's not just the heavy lady falling down, but she did, uh, a lot of sort of the bumpkin, uh, character too. Like she was sort of, um, housewife spy, or, mm-hmm. or, you know, sort of a fish out of water type of thing. And it, 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 it kind of got on my nerves. And, and the boss, she was so aggressive with her sexuality that I dug it. I mean, there was like a, like a, an incredible amount of independence from her character that, I mean, it just, uh, it just, uh, warmed the old subcockles of the heart uh, <laughs> for me. So. <laughs> So, I mean, I just, I, maybe that's just me personally. I just gravitate towards that level of, of, uh, confidence, level of independence that, you know, it put everything else aside that I had seen before. It certainly wasn't any sort of, you know, physical limitation on her that, uh, th- that she wouldn't be attracted to me. It was just, she had this kind of bad credit with me with these dumbass jokes that she kept playing over and over. And then suddenly she's, you know, this shining beacon of of aggression and independence that I was like, ooh, you know, a little, little, little sw- swabble of drool started hanging <laughs> on the side of my mouth. I was watching the movie. So I, w- I was there. I was in it to win it.
0: Well, uh, I think probably just generally speaking, uh, American audiences and, and just maybe like uh, the powers that be that have decided uh, what is acceptable uh, in entertainment always tend to lean towards violence over sexuality as far as what is uh, okay uh, for American audiences to view. And so I think when it comes to comedy, I, I don't think this is necessarily just what's female comedians, but even something like the 40 year old virgin sex is something to be made fun of. Like there's in a comedy uh, in particular sex comedy, like something like American pie uh, or knocked up. Like you can't really say any of those characters are presented in a confident way as far as when it comes to the bedroom matters, right? Yeah. No,
2: they're they're all uh I, I mean it's knocked up. It's sort of an awkward situation. You know, alcohol comes into play, et cetera, et cetera. And then there's this postcoital awkwardness that comes out. But in American Pie, the other example you brought up it's um precoital yeah. awkwardness because there's a <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's an unknown there. Like, they don't know what the hell they're doing. They just, they're kind of fumbling through it, you know, kind of like I do still to this day. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it sex is often the gag, you know, and it's a, it's a good gag because it works. And so there's, there's a lot of, um, potentially landmines, potential landmines, potentially awkward Mormons that could, could come out of sex, you know, so, you know, why not, uh, use them as the butt of the joke? I thought you were talking about
0: landmines that could come up with this conversation. Podcast. Oh no, no, no! I'm talking about just in my bedroom, <laughs> just uh, speaking from personal experience. <laughs> uh, I, I think one uh, accusation you, you accused me last recording we did, probably I guess last episode, that uh, pimping out my own podcast. But uh, so that's what I'm going to do right now. But uh, on the grand gesture, which is my attempt with with Dave heart uh, formerly i guess a pop culture case study <laughs> and, and maybe marcus played as well i don't remember the last time he was on this <laughs> this uh this joint but um look at those particular tropes romantic tropes in film and uh you know one thing was knocked up that was the first episode we did and i wanted to do it because it was it felt like that was where the line of sand was drawn where uh bromances sort of took over like, you know, the, the rom-coms were no longer the staple of Julia Roberts and, like, Sandra Bullock, you know, for a nice stretch and maybe even continuing uh, now. It's either balanced uh, or maybe swings even more so to where you have the the sort of Seth Rogen types as your rom-com lead, guys who previously would have been, like, Richard Gere. Did you just compare Seth Rogen with Richard Gere? Is that what I, you're saying? I'm, I'm not no, saying I, any did, did I miss- positive. I'm saying that, uh, you know, in the 90s, uh, is there any chance that Seth Rogen is the male lead in a romantic comedy? Probably not. Ooh, um, no. I, I I don't know.
2: I mean, we, yeah, no, probably not. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so
0: that gets to like the sort of the premise or the you know the topic I wanted to to get at with this uh, this episode uh, centered around the release of Life of the Party is that I've seen quite a bit of backlash online, not in particular to Melissa McCarthy, but uh, with Amy Schumer. So that is uh, my chosen podcast is uh, Real Spoilers, and they were they were talking about their recently released "I Feel Pretty," and they they kind of set it up like I, I did. Uh, there was a, another episode we we did uh, talking about you know maybe some some subject matter that that could be could be angering you know it could be dicey and so we especially in <laughs> you're sort of open this conversation saying mike just wants to dive back into the me too movement uh i think talking about uh, female sexuality in film from two dudes uh could be dicey but i i played a clip on a recent episode about ghostbusters and how <laughs> you know it took the uh the podcast 20 minutes to sort of like lay out the, uh, the sort of political terrain as far as how they're approaching that film. Like, yeah, they had to like <laughs>
2: pre-stage,
0: the, like grease the skids before they're allowed to talk right. about, uh, that movie sucking. Yes, yeah, exactly. They, you know, they, they had to set up some context as far as like, you know, they just genuinely just did not find that, that film, uh, funny. So on real spoilers, it was sort of a similar thing. Cool. Yeah. So
3: yeah. So like train wreck, I thought was a great movie. Uh, the, what was the one after that? The Goldie Hawn one snatched. Not great. Very not good. Very not good. So and then she did. She put out that not good uh, stand up special. That Netflix special that was not very
4: good. The one that changed the Netflix rating system. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Because the he, controversy around it changed the entire way their ratings were. Because she oh. said
1: bad things about guns and so all the gun people oh. like jumped on board and were like downvoting it also, without having seen it.
4: Also, very bad special. Also,
1: it's not that good of a yeah. special but it's not as bad. I don't think it was as bad as the votes were indicating because she had been targeted yeah. because she's you know not a fan of guns. Also, don't forget people were... Gunned down right. at a midnight screening of Trainwreck. So Is that they right? were, yeah. Yes.
4: Don't you remember that? Oh. No, no, I remember yeah. the Dark Knight Rises. Was no, the thing, but... it happened
1: to Trainwreck too. There was a shooting oh, and somebody got God. killed. Oh. And so, so it's also it's it's also a very personal issue. Not that not that it needs to be personal for you to have an opinion on it. But sure. she didn't just wake up one day and go, "Oh, I'm gonna bitch about guns." Right. Um. I mean, she like she like that was her big movie and she was so excited. And oh, it was so she great. was
4: being. Like, she wasn't the problem. It was the people were downvoting her because they were contrary to her beliefs. Like, she didn't make a
1: bad gun joke, and people were that's offensive. I mean, I think in the special, she talks about, like, her opinion of guns and And being in favor of gun control, and so then that drew out the people that are against gun control to... Vote yeah. her special down, and then Netflix was like, "We're just not going to go down this road." Right? And we're like, yeah. clearly, this is going to become a pattern the longer we're around, and so they they flipped the system. The God. problem
4: I had, and the thing I don't like about any comedian is when they become they they go to they catapult into this stardom, you know, overnight kind of, and they get a huge that, thing like. Train okay, wreck. okay.
3: Look, let me stop you right there. There is no such thing as a stand-up comedian is an overnight success. It's never no, a thing. No, I'm
4: saying, but they when you go to the next level. I mean, when you hit it big. Yeah, I'm not saying it,
1: she well, but, didn't understand no, about.
3: No, 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 no. What I'm saying is like, but I think the what he means up process is it takes years. years. But I
1: think what he's saying is when you have that shift of like you're a nightly standup, you're a club comic yeah. to now you're playing arenas, I gotcha. and and that for her happened almost overnight it I was see, a long I road see. to get there yeah. but when she finally when she took hit, off she, she took she off a rocket. Yes. and then okay.
4: and then once you do the problem is, is that you become you become playing a caricature or a character of yourself so like now when she does show she has to be that raunchy amy schumer because that's what made her successful and so that special felt very forced so like the apatow stuff super bad all those movies like the raunchy stuff where the people kevin smith movies it works because that's his shtick right then when you get the knockoffs like oh these movies are funny because they're raunchy let's try to be so over the top right. and vulgar but they're a cheap imitation Bad grandma. and I feel like she yeah, she she had Ooh. to to be you know that raunchy Amy Schumer and that special came off to me as forced and I, I didn't I, think it was funny. I
1: think it's like how they talk about bands that you got your entire life to write your first album you got six months to write your second yeah. and I think comedians the good ones the great ones draw so much from their personal life that when all of a sudden your personal life is goes from Front and center, goes to being, you know, getting into the coolest clubs and Jennifer Lawrence to being is not so. Yeah, right.
3: right, right. Yeah, you, she uh, did surround yeah and she has surrounded herself with some top female yeah. talent right in, in the industry right now. So
1: how do you, you know? So it's difficult. Where does your material come from? That's why some sure. of these people to have writing partners that you become less relatable that aren't big and famous. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
0: Right. (laughs) So, you know, this is, this is all setting up a fairly forgettable, nice, like sweet rom-com movie. Like there's all this other talk around it. And so I'm wondering, since this is for life of the party, if you think a movie that is about a woman, like a middle-aged woman uh, going back to college and sort of experiencing youth again, her sexuality do you think that Melissa McCarthy is shielded from that type of attention that maybe, like, Amy Schumer would get? Like, that she doesn't have that sort of political representation, that she's just purely a comedic actress? Uh, or or do you think that there's something more to her and a woman that's built like her, like, taking on these roles that are so sexually charged um, that, you know, it's something purposeful that she's doing there that... She's sort of like countering like what you expect
2: from her and the roles that she types of she will play. I I think that uh, there's a difference in the in the in the content of the comedy that Amy Schumer puts out. Though for a long time, a lot of her jokes and stuff like that are are, are, I don't know that I call them self depreciating but they are very sexually charged, Mm -hmm. and they always even her stand up it's filled with that stuff. And I remember uh, a while back there was a podcaster or this dude. I think he lights camera Jackson, I mean, he's like a kid, and he kind of posted something, he he played off of her known comedy, and he made a joke about, something about her sleeping with a lot of people or something like that at the Oscars, like, you know, playfully just piggybacking off her joke, and I mean- Her persona, basically. Her persona, right, what she's publicly put out there, and man, she came at him and- (laughs) She came out of hard. You remember this? No, but I, I, I. She like body slammed this dude on Twitter and it, it got crazy about. About I think it was like she called him a slut shamer or something. Like that. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, fucking putting this thing way out of context. That's just something that just It'd came like up.
0: 15, and 16
2: I, years old? How old is this kid? Oh, I think now he's got to be like. Maybe 17, 18, but he was a kid. I mean, he started as a kid. I mean, his dad's like somebody who is like full nepotism. He's like the, he's like the, the Sophia Coppola of podcasters, you know. Uh, we should get heavy? him on, man. <laughs> I should reach out to him. He actually invited me. He, I've, I've talked to him a bunch of times, um, because he did this thing and he wanted to come on our podcast. And I was like, look, man, you're too sexually charged. And no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but he was going to, he was going to come on. I just didn't have the, they couldn't make the time, but, um, and, and I, I sort of bristled at that because I mean, it, it kind of goes back to the question you're asking about, like, why she catches heat about it, whereas Mrs. McCarthy does it. Mrs. McCarthy is doing, like, fat jokes and fall down jokes. There are, there is some sex in there because sex is a natural part of life and a natural part of our world, but it's not the bulk of what she's doing, right? It's not all about her banging dudes or, or doing whatever. Well, you know. I would disagree. With, but Melissa McCarthy's, I mean, uh, Amy Schumer's is very heavily rooted in that so i could see where i guess she could catch a little more flack for that stuff like you know but i don't know I, either way i still don't think it's real i like guess quote unquote fair i mean just fuck it if she's gonna tell a joke about it tell a joke about it and that's it um, see i
0: i think that I mccarthy know. sort of came onto the scene it, at least for me like i i know uh, especially re-watching go recently that she's got that one uh, she she's basically like a exposition gag where she directs um, does she direct the two? I think the two gay actors to the the rave at the door. Do you remember that? Melissa McCarthy and Go? Oh, uh, I
2: was she and Go. Yeah, she's
0: she's got she answers the door and like hands them a piece of paper like telling them basically like where to go to like move the plot along. And I I remember because John August said that like he knew just on
2: set like oh she's gonna be a movie star one day like just how funny she was really? Yeah. I, got, I mean, I haven't watched it in like a good 10 years. I know that it's one of my favorites from back in the day, but – Really, I yeah. gotta check this out. All right, uh,
0: but discounting that uh, because obviously back in '99, I didn't, and probably no one knew who the fuck Melissa McCarthy was uh, on screen. For me,
2: Bridesmaids is where she broke out. But that's just fart jokes and sight gags. That's not like a sexually. charged See, Yeah, that's role, where I disagree
0: because I feel like her character is the one who <laughs> is the most sexually charged. With her, I think it's her real life husband uh, on the plane, like who she assumes, and then. Spoiler alert for this seven-year-old comedy turns out to be a, a federal That's marshal. Not very good. Uh, oh, shut up! You're you're way out in the weeds when it comes to, to bridesmaids. But her character oh, is is very similar to uh, what you liked about the boss character, where she's totally confident in what she wants and has the expectation that she'll get it. And so when I was bringing up the podcast with real spoilers, where they're trying to set up like you know the the reaction Amy Schumer has, but even before you watch the the damn movie is I don't necessarily see a difference in the screen roles they've had. The only thing I can figure with, with you is what, and I agree with is what you're saying is that Amy Schumer carries that out in real life. And and maybe it's that breaking down the barriers that we have with stand-up comedians that we assume could be what they talk about that, like that is them. They're speaking from their life when really it's a, you know, it's a highly cultivated sort of stylized version of their life that they're relaying to you. But I, I do find it interesting with Life of the Party releasing that you know, there may be some people that just don't find Melissa McCarthy funny, but I don't think she inspires the rage that I see for playing these confident characters, these confident women who are sex is very important in the the, the characters they play and what they have on screen with their comedy. And, you know, I, I get on like a uh I know you're a movie pass user or maybe you're not anymore now that you've moved to Germany. I
2: I literally just canceled
0: it. The day before my flight, sadly, just you know, put it well, away. Well, I mean, it's it's of course you know all coming down anyway here in the states where they're <laughs> you know they they I don't think now you can sign you can't sign up for unlimited now you can only sign up for this plan it's the same price but you only get four check ins a month and you get a three month uh, free trial subscription to iHeart Radio streaming service whatever the hell that is what the hell yeah it, the, yeah really? you can you, if you go to their website now as a new they haven't canceled the old. People who had the unlimited plan uh, until yeah. Avengers Infinity Day, two days ago as of this recording, that Friday uh, of Avengers opening, they forced everyone to update their apps. And on the new app, uh, they went back to the old rule where you can only check into a movie once because they, <laughs> they knew the, the Marvel zombies were just going to check in
2: multiple times. Well, I mean, I thought it was always the case that you could only see it once. It was but, not. Uh, yeah, that's,
0: uh, that was, they were sort of cagey about that. And if you go to their, of course, their support staff on Twitter or whatever, you get different answers. But anyway, people are up in arms about that. And, uh, I, I enjoy it because, you know, my feeling on MoviePass is that I, I'm going to abuse them <laughs> until they go bankrupt and then, and laugh. Yeah, as I did. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, on that forum, like people <laughs> on uh, this subreddit for MoviePass, they were complaining about this change, and they're <laughs> the, a common sort of insult or maybe legitimate complaint from these people was, "I paid for this service so I could watch stuff like Star Wars and Avengers uh, this month uh, over and over, and now they're going to force me." Uh, to watch something like I Feel Pretty, which is like the worst, the worst oh. thing in the world, <laughs> and I, I it was it creeped me up because as I said, I I didn't see, and maybe it's just you know uh, maybe it will come, but I don't see like Life of the Party being used as some sort of ultimate insult. Like this is the worst thing that could happen to me is I have to go see a Melissa McCarthy movie, but I do see that with with Amy
2: Schumer, and I I find it slightly disturbing. Ah, oh, man. Let me ask you this. I mean, cause I, I feel that Amy, Sh- well, Amy Schumer makes, has made bad movies. I I, I haven't enjoyed a single one I yet. I mean, how many movies has and she, that's, I only count like really three, three trainwreck snatched and snatched, uh, so coming up seen, to a future episode of sober cinema, by the way, your favorite show. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. You know, the monthly <laughs> barrage of sober <laughs> cinema shows that I get. <laughs> it's an earwaves. album, man. We, we don't believe in singles, just albums. Just one long song. Um, <laughs> Check out our previous episode. <laughs> but, you know, a, a, a one that comes up to mind is Rebel Wilson. Okay. Um, a comedian who is, you know, sexually charged, but also, a, a, to me, she feels like kind of a hybrid of the two. Um, and this kind of brings me to my podcast. Talk about the movie, movie BS podcast, talking about, um, uh, how to be single. I think it, you were kind of a fan of that movie. Oh, yeah. With Dakota Big Johnson. Fan, yeah. 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 So a, in that movie, she, she's trying to help. Dakota Johnson out and be the friend and but she's the the crazy character you know who you know has lots of sex and drinks a lot and you know she's just the wild she's character the, the Ryan Gosling
0: she's like sort of the mentor role in that one to uh to, oh yeah to Dakota yeah. Johnson
2: oh, wow that's a bold statement there my friend it's <laughs> a that's a really bold statement but um, uh, Rebel Wilson I think is is really funny and I like her character in this movie I kind of as stereotypical as it is to have, you know, the one that's separate and doesn't wind up with anyone. I also do like having a character who's kind of not involved in all the nonsense, just kind of commenting on it and being an, yes. an agent of chaos. And she is a party girl who doesn't care about anything, uh, sex-hungry, and she does hook up a lot and good for mm-hmm. her. Um, but I, I like her, her commentary and uh, she, she almost – she at times almost seems like she's in a different movie. Like she's in yeah. a more self aware um kind of spoof of rom coms than than this actually is. Yeah, so the movie BS and they're talking about how you know she's like outlandish and brash and aggressive with her sexuality. And 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 but the character within like the rom com sort of libraries or sort of genre, she's very self aware. And and like this character we might be looking at it different wrongly. They were looking at it as like, oh, it's this the stock character that has to be in lots of comedies or romantic comedies, like the stifler mm-hmm. of the bunch, yeah. you know what I mean? But it's really more of a self-aware, uh, uh, character than, than a stock character when it comes to how to be single. And, and Rebel Wilson sort of provides that. I think that, um, uh, Rebel Wilson is a, is an actress who, comes in small doses, I think so far. I, I, I'm not sure, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, that she hasn't had any like really big starring roles. I know she's in the pitch perfect. She had a
0: sitcom, a failed sitcom here in the States, and they made the curious decision to have her play, uh, an American, I think. So she drops the, the accent, the Australian accent. Oh, no. so, and that, uh, I don't know if, I mean, obviously it's the same person and they definitely tried to market it as, you know, the Rebel Wilson show, whatever it was called. But, uh, I, I think people, didn't even realize it was it was her. Like I think if you lose the accent, uh, I don't, for some reason that just doesn't work with her persona.
2: What is this Was she like Hans Gruber? Like suddenly you just turn off the accent? And, and <laughs> you, you know what? Who this I, is. Uh,
0: I didn't watch it, but uh, I'll have to pull it up. If if we have a good YouTube clip, maybe we should drop that in. As far as what is Rebel Wilson with American accent like? Uh, <laughs> was it as annoying and desperate <laughs> as Hans Gruber's version of an American? Uh, I don't know. I hope so in my fantasies for sure. I, but to my mind, that's the only like starring you, Rebel wait, Wilson. Are you having fantasies about Rebel Wilson? Is that what you're saying? Is she your Melissa McCarthy? In that way, probably no. And actually, in both ways, no. Because I, I'd say Melissa McCarthy, uh, unlike Rebel Wilson, can carry her own film. I mean, and she has and has done so financially you know successful but uh i think melissa mccarthy maybe it's just the age but i do feel like there is a little bit more range even though she's had some very similar roles because i I was actually a big fan of spy and you were not um no i i like that for me spy gave you if you're a melissa mccarthy fan uh pretty much gave you all the versions that you had seen up to that point of melissa mccarthy have you seen st vincent uh, yeah, she's actually really good in that, and she's really she's yeah. really like downplayed too. She's just a normal yep. person. completely serious. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I felt the same way about. Uh, um, I thought she was for the most part. It took me a second. Unrecognizable Amy Schumer in uh, Thank You for Your Service.
2: That's right. Yeah, I did. See I that. mean, she, Very she's she's I mean,
0: briefly in it, but it's like, oh, she can just play a real person, you know, and not be yeah. uh, Amy Schumer. Maybe that's it. You know, you were talking <laughs> about. <laughs> uh, That you've, you know, you're saying you have a distaste for Amy Schumer's roles and it's funny. She, I think the thing is she doesn't have the, uh, she just doesn't have the filmography of supporting parts that Muslim McCarthy has, right? Where it's always like. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's, it's mostly like her, her stand up show is what, you know, stands in for a filmography, you know? So, um, because that, that's, that film, that stand up was so based around very, very similar jokes that just. I don't know. She really hasn't done much to to show that she deserves the like accolades, from for my taste, I guess. I want to, and this is where we get
0: maybe uh, a little bit more into the uh, <laughs> my thinking that a lot of the hatred towards Amy Schumer, some of it can be legitimate. I, I don't want to spoil, you know, the, the the next album of sober cinema, but I will posit, I'll, I'll go out on a limb and say, snatched, uh, not a great movie. Not not <laughs> really, wow breaking
2: news <laughs> i like i would if I'm editing I'm going to put like this ticker ticker sound effect in the background, <laughs> oh boy, here it is, Michael Dennison hot take, uh Marcus played,
0: but i mean i I do get the feeling that she's for whatever reason Amy Schumer and not Melissa McCarthy has become the. Sort of poster child so it's not just totally just like oh you know women can't do this type of comedy because for whatever reason I don't want to say Melissa McCarthy gets a pass I don't think like that that's putting a negative spin on it she you know she deserves to be a big box of a star in my mind I understand her appeal I don't understand Amy Schumer being uh, the the villain uh, for a lot of you know filmgoers in particular very male. Uh, dominated uh, film goers or, or film talkers online, as far as like that, that's the worst possible thing you can be. Because right. uh, Seth Rogen, uh, he he's put out uh, you know, like the Green Hornet, you know, he's had his failures in his own regard. Oof. And I don't,
2: I don't remember swinging a little hard for the fences with that one, there, buddy. With the Green Hornet,
0: um, oh,
2: oh, yeah, he's, I mean. Him as a superhero. Oh, I thought you, sort of I thought even I was swinging
0: hard for the fences. I'm like, Oh my God, no, you're going to come out of the closet as a, a, a Green Hornet fan. I didn't
2: realize, but, uh. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I don't have, I have limits. You know, Momford the sounds one thing. You know, uh, Rebel Wilson, cool. Dig that. But no, I draw the line at, uh, Green Hornet. That's it.
0: I, I feel like generally speaking audiences or maybe male audiences are far more comfortable with, as I said earlier, Seth Rogen being a modern version of playing like the Richard Gere role. Even, even if the film comments on the fact that maybe he shouldn't have that mentality that he's it, it knocked up, you know, it's, it's made you know, multiple times. I think I love the, the Heigl reaction the next morning where she's just looking at his, his just ass just right there in like the, in the light of day. But I also like, think that people like once they get over that one gag, they totally buy into this idea that uh, a guy like that could be with a beautiful woman. I mean, it's it's like the sitcom effect, right? Like, uh, what is it? Like the King of Queens, dude. Like, you have these <laughs> you have these disgusting men wow. like Kevin James, and then they have these beautiful women. They're always their their their
2: wives. This is turning into a very much like a a let's make fun of fat people uh, podcast. Is it? I think that I, well, it's, okay, yeah, because every everyone everyone we're pointing out as like being. We're discussing their sexuality as a heavy person, and I'm starting to get a little offended as a fat person myself. <laughs> I uh,
0: I'm actually trying to defend it. Uh, maybe I'm uh, I'm I'm going after the uh, the male versions uh, of a particular you know weight class, I guess. But I I think that for whatever reason we've been trained that that can be a gag, but then quickly. Uh It just becomes like Seth Rogen's problems and knocked up is not just his physique. And actually I think that Catherine Huggle quickly forgets about that after like maybe the first, you know, few scenes, Uh their problems, A few drinks. Well, yeah, <laughs> but their problems become his personality.
2: You know, it's, it's, and his, his apathy, his, yeah, lack, his lack, lack of, of commitment. Drive.
0: Yeah. I, I feel like, and maybe that's one issue that people can legitimately have with something like I feel pretty is that the central premise is always going to be about Amy Schumer's, looks, and even in something like Snatched, which is not in particular about their looks, you know, her character to call back to your attack on the 17 year old film blogger. Uh, that, that's a buddy of yours. That's, it's, it's a, a crony that you hang out with all the time. Yep.
2: Yeah. We're sharing beers. <laughs> it's legal in Germany. 60 years old. Uh,
0: maybe it's just that, uh, that the physicality of, of her and the roles that she's playing is always front and center. And, uh, the filmmakers allow someone like Seth Rogen or allow Kevin James. Like, yeah, there can be the occasional gag about how he's not, uh, George Clooney, but for the most part, they then move on to other facets of uh, comedy in his life. I, I think I will say that I think Melissa McCarthy probably does that more successfully, but maybe it's also just the fact that she's got a uh, a bigger catalog at this point than Amy Schumer, where it's not just about her physical appearance
2: or her sexuality. Yeah, it's just I – th- I think that now, you know, in hindsight, like I I, I really wasn't a fan of of Melissa McCarthy pre Boss, where if she basically like with um I it, Amy Schumer. It's the same joke over and over, for the most part. It was that way for me with Melissa McCarthy, but since then, and you know, the last few movies talking about St. Vincent, talking about a couple other things, she's really shown a different range and also like a different punchline. So maybe you are right. Maybe it's just give Amy Schumer a little more time, and she'll veer away from the same you know joke about the sexuality and stuff like that. But um yeah, I mean, people keep are people. How are these movies box office? Success. I, like are, I feel pretty like dude, okay. Out?
0: I know it, it opened, uh, like I think it was projected to open at like 10, open like 16 or 17. So I think they, I, I think they underestimated, of course, the, uh, the audience, but I have a hard time myself with that because I, I don't know, uh, like I said, that if you go on the internet, it's, uh, you would think that everyone hates her. And even, even some of the reaction I saw from women, to, uh, I feel pretty online they, they had the knives out for that subject matter. So here I am. I'm going to be the, uh, the, 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 male voice saying, uh, I feel pretty, pretty good. I enjoyed it. I had a good
2: time with that movie. How go. about that? Sex spike standing in to hear more <laughs> sex jokes. Just keep them coming. Amy Schumer. Cause you've got a, you've got a ticket buyer right here. He'll swipe that movie pass. Until it's until it tears apart to hear more sex jokes.
0: I, I'm the I'm the one who's angry that I can't see. I feel pretty multiple times now. Now I got to check into the Avengers just to go, you know, to trick the system to see I feel pretty again. That's me. That's the, that's the world I'm in. <sighs> There, and uh, the world to be in. yeah and you were part of it uh, this has been another episode of Marcus played if you'd like to uh, <laughs> if you'd like to tweet me your uh, I guess movie pass ticket stubs I don't know what uh, sort of verification system they're gonna roll out next uh, on Twitter we are at Marcus played pod uh, Instagram Marcus played and I believe on Facebook Marcus played as as well we have a group on there but uh, I think it's only two people that are sort of dropping their episodes. So if you're, if you're a movie podcaster, you can look up Marcus Blade on Facebook and uh, basically help us do the work. Uh, promote okay. yourself. Give us some recommendations. Yeah, like we're, a we're constantly it's looking for, for new movie podcasts. So, really, any of those social media platforms, if you're listening and you are a movie podcaster, uh, you know, give us a say, hey, uh, check out my show. It's on this, and uh, we'll check it out because me and Hyrule consume probably way too much
2: content. At 2x speed. Still, she stood there waiting like she knew what was right, and she danced. No